This episode is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. In this episode, we're going to talk about your daily routine as a consultant and being your own boss. Do you want to be a safety consultant? Listen to Dr. Jay Allen of Safety FM give his experience after taking the Safety Consultant Blueprint course. I have actually done research on different consultants and looked at different consulting courses and so on. There is a pretty fancy, very expensive consulting course that is out there. I have actually purchased the consulting course, was interested. It has good information. Don't get me wrong. But you have a consulting course that really drives people onto focusing on safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form. But I figured I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant. Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. Welcome to episode 18 of the Safety Consultant Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about your daily routines of being your own boss as well as being a safety consultant. So this one is kind of funny because I truly, uh, when I first got started, it was really hard for me to get focused. I uh, I was institutionalized in the way that I was I was thinking when I left my my first uh, company, or should say first, but my last job. Yeah. And institutionalized, I was a state employee of the state of Florida, a special taxing district of the state. And my job was I was in a, a mid-level executive. I had people under me and then I had people over me. And I had to show up to the eight-hour day in theory, but ended up being nine hours, ten hours in some cases, and then working on the weekends. I get calls at night. I remember one time I got a call, and the call was on a, a gator, but I didn't know that at first. So the first call, you know, I was in the movies. I had to jump out of the movies to answer this call. I had it, uh, my phone on my two phones because at the time I had a work phone and I had a private phone. So my work phone goes off in silent mode. I see the lights. So I had to jump out and take it in the movie hallway. And I hear, hey, Sheldon, we had a, a pump pit that was supposed to be a dry pump pit filling with water. And I just want to let you know, I'm going to have to call the electrician out. I have to call a maintenance department out and we're going to have to get this thing serviced. I said, all right, keep me informed. Let me know what's going on. And I uh, jumped back into the movie. And then right after, I called again. Usually when you get that second call, something is up. And I'm like, all right, what is up? So I get out again. And then I hear, Sheldon, there's a gator in this pit. So where I was working at the time uh, had many different lakes uh, surrounding this facility that I was in, uh, one of the alligators. And in Florida, you have any kind of body of water and it's probably going to have a gator in it sometime or other. If it's a lake, if it's a retention pond, 
especially if it's something where you're kind of out in the boonies. So I get there, I had to pull up, I got there fairly late and turned out that this little gator got curious of all the lights and sounds and walked towards the facility, falls into this pit, breaks a line that's supposed to uh, service water throughout the plant for hoses and other things so to keep uh, pump bearings wet. Pretty much what the, the job of that service water line was. And that's the type of work that I had to do. That's the type of things I had to think about. So every day there's always something new, especially when we're in construction and I had to lead the construction side. When I decided to go out on my own, I was like, all right, I finally could go out and roll and make my own schedule. I was all happy because I get to make my, my own schedule. And I started out kind of easing into my day. Let's say it that way. I kind of eased into my day. I'd wake up. I was always been an early person. So I'd wake up. Uh, my wife was still working at the time at the school district. So we kind of wake up together, which is awesome. I really enjoy that part. Uh, we uh, used to meditate together in that way and, you know, physically meditate. Just sit together we'd play something and uh, uh we'll sit uh i don't like the crisscross applesauce you know the ones where your legs are crossed over when you traditional meditation position with your palms up and the uh, fingers touching i don't meditate that way as much i just it's just uncomfortable for me right now but i started my day we'd meditate together and then after that I would uh, make her breakfast while she was getting ready for work. And I would just basically ease into my day after that. Sometimes easing into my day equaled I would watch some TV. So I can't lie, I was binge watching some stuff because I had Netflix and still do. But back then I would just like, I missed the show, let's catch up. Or I, uh, I'll say, I'll give myself an hour or two and then I'll get focused in. So that's generally how I did it. And I typically think the reason why is because I was just so year after year after year waking up, you know, five o'clock in the morning and then getting to work where I'm at work, 6.30 in the morning and uh, driving, you know, 40 hours, or excuse me, uh, 40 minutes to 45 minutes each way. I was just kind of run down with that. I was really run down with that. So I would end up easing into the day, as I said, and therefore I wasn't getting a lot of production done for me in the morning because my productivity is best for myself in the morning. And to boot, uh, a lot of people, they would actually do their work in the morning as opposed to the afternoon. So if I need to interact with a client, I should have been doing that one earlier. So as my progression of my business came, I started doing more networking meetings. And uh, where I was living at the time, most of the networking meetings were uh, done as breakfast meetings. So you'll get there, a lot of times they had the breakfast meetings and the people will leave from the breakfast meeting and go start their day. So I would go show up, wear my suit or my tie or whatever uh, my business logoed shirt would be. I, I had a logo shirt at the time. 
So I'd have my own cards, my logo shirt. I'll sit, I'll do breakfast, and I'll network with my local networking group. And that was my morning. When I got out of that, I would come back and I would kind of, you know, dilly dally with some kind of work. The most work that I was doing during that time was I was trying to promote a lot in the beginning, just trying to get my name out, get my name out, get my name out. So a lot of that promotion was phone calls or emails. So I would sit down, I'd do emails, I'd do phone calls, and I'd just get into the abyss. And sometimes when I had to prep for classes or prep for things that I uh, had coming up as written programs or uh, mock OSHA audits, then I would do that prep work too. Sit down, do lunch. Most of my lunches were hour lunches at the time. Just take a nice hour lunch like you, like I would when I was working for my other company. Sometimes I would do hours when I was truly working. Most of the time I would do a sitting at my desk type of lunch and work there. But I had the mentality of executive taking my hour off for lunch and that's what I do. That's my hour. And then uh, my hour would end up turning into a little bit extra every now and then. What I found out was, is I would have a continual start, stop, start, stop, start, stop in my day and I would lose momentum. So when I started the project, I would stop for my break or stop for lunch or I'll stretch out or uh, since I was working at home, there's so many things that will come up all of a sudden, I'm, you know, mowing the lawn or uh, doing something. So that's first, let's, let me go back. Okay, so that's what we started this business for, right? This is what we wanted to do. We wanted to have the freedom to do certain things when we wanted it on our own terms. So I understand that. I'm not saying not to do that because you, you definitely need that. And every now and then I get a little uh, friendly reminder from my wife and say, hey, come on, Sheldon, <laughs> let's get it together where we do have a little bit more time. It's not always business, business, business. You don't have to, hey, wave her hand. Hey, what about me over here? Which is great. I don't, I don't actually, I, I like that she does that and that she kind of breaks me out of my, my, uh, I guess it's my, my goal, <laughs> if it is, or, or I get into a rut, maybe, as far as getting buried in business. Because if you're an entrepreneur, there's always an opportunity. That's it. There's just always an opportunity. Think about now. I bet you if you were to think about just, I'll, I'll give you a moment right now. Think about three opportunities that just came to you within a month. All right. So you probably thought of three opportunities that just came within a month. So within that time frame, with three opportunities, you probably would, if you were to break it down into each one of these opportunities that you need and you had to follow up on it and follow up and email and call, that all equals time. It's just like the government. The government doesn't allot anything without giving it some equivalent time. So if you've ever heard my Future of OSHA presentation, uh, in the presentation, I explain that all of OSHA's functions are given equivalent time and they call it full-time equivalent hours. So FTEs, the full-time equivalent. So what if there's going to be, let's say OSHA wants to have some sort of regulation, they have to allot someone to 
do the research, write out the regulation and the time it takes to go through the public comments. So that equals some sort of full-time equivalent hours. So when you're thinking about your day, you got to think about your equivalent hours. So that's that's a background to, to what my uh, life was during that time period. So here's the switch that happened. I uh, One of my mentors, a good friend of mine, owned his own business in pest control. And this is actually something that I uh, didn't know much about. I knew some aspect of it, but I didn't know much about it. But he actually took an entrepreneur class and he was much more older than me. He was more of a, a grandfather figure than a father figure. However, uh, we're close friends. So uh, Bill was his name. Bill tells me, you know, hey, Sheldon, uh, let me give you some advice on your business because he took this uh, Harvard Business School uh, in the area he grew up with in, I believe, somewhere in Boston. I'm just not too sure where. So he goes by. Harvard has this executive school that they do let community members go in. They get taught by Harvard people and they get a business certificate as opposed to a degree. So these are shorter term type things. So something that he learned there was you start your day with the thing that's gonna make you money. To me, that translated to proposals. I had to start my day with proposals or invoices. So I had to think of that first and all right, uh, what proposals do I need to write today? Let me focus on writing those proposals, getting my thought out step by step by step. And if you don't know how I do proposals, go back. There's a proposal episode in one of my previous podcasts. And not only that, I've even given a template of proposals. Go to sheldonprimus.com backslash proposal and you can see a template of my proposals and you could download that for yourself. That was the first thing I was thinking. All right, well, let me start my day. I still started my day with a little personal time with meditation and uh, reflecting and being able to uh, have some some of that downtime. Tony Robbins, I'm a Tony Robbins fan, if some of you don't know. You know we, my wife and I did Unleash the Power Within back in 2000 and, I don't know, 2012 maybe. And it was in Orlando. We did a whole immersion week and or actually it was like three days, I believe, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a little bit of Sunday. Well, a little bit of Thursday and then like Sundays and Sunday. So almost four full days almost. And we just completely emerged ourselves in that unleash the power within. So if you have a chance to do something like that, you doesn't have to be Tony Robbins, it could be anything else, but that's self-improvement. Yeah, we love that. But in this particular one, Tony said uh, his day, he gave his starting of the day, what he does, jumps into a cold, cold pool of water. He lives in Palm Beach and it's just a little diving pool and it's all just ice cold. So he does that and then he bounces on the rebounder, which is like a personal trampoline and gets his heart rate going. He gets there, he starts meditating, he starts thinking and he starts doing his things to his thrive. Uh, I think it was like five minutes to thrive or something like that. I can't remember. It's been a while. Uh, so that's what he did to start today and then go into his business uh, acronyms and all the different things he needs for the business side. So you definitely need to have that personal space first to get your mind right, to get your mindset going the way it should be. So I would not get rid of that to do the money thing. 
do the money thing after you do the centering thing. So get yourself centered, get yourself mindful, however you do it. And then the next thing is let's focus on what's gonna give me money now or gonna give me money in the future. So do that task first, proposals, do your bids, uh, whatever it is, work on that first. And then the next thing in my day, what I do is I'll, and this is personal for me, you might have another technique, but what I do after that is I'm gonna set a timer and I truly set a timer for my next thing. And that's generally I'm gonna check emails. And the reason why I check my emails at that time or phone, number, or phone calls is because I wanna make sure that I'm going to respond to somebody in the same time frame uh, that they're working. So that means we're thinking of time zones and I'm thinking of all the things. So if I, the, like whenever I have to do any business with anyone that is on the opposite world of me on uh, let's say it's the time zone in Abu Dhabi or, or maybe in, a, um, in Asia or India, then now I think about, all right, what is their time zone? To me, I, that means I have to do some evening work. So then I'm setting stuff up, I'm doing stuff in the evening. So I know during the day, half my day, and sometimes I think in eight hour days, but I really, you know, I don't like to do the, the eight hour day uh, mindset. My, my days are less than that now. Sometimes I, I do more, but, I do end up working more than 40 hours within the week. It's just not broken into eight hour blocks like you would when you're working for someone else. So that's the, the next thing you're gonna do. I'm gonna try to uh, get the emails, get the responses back to people within their business hours. And I do have to think about time zones whenever I, I do that. And then after that, that communication side, then I think about the future. Uh, so what are my projects that are coming up? Am I going to be uh, away for a week or two while I'm training? Or do I need to uh, look up some OSHA regulations because the next couple of weeks I'm going to have to do mock OSHA audits for an insurance company or someone that's been referred to me. So that's the next thing I'm going to do is just try to focus in on uh, some of the prep stuff for the future. And, and again, I am going to set my timer. So I give myself an allotted amount of time for each task and I give it a realistic time. And so therefore that means I can't go into the wormhole of thought too much because if I am going to go into that wormhole of thought, that means I'm going to take away time from something else. So something else gets stolen. That's actually what happened with uh, when I was binging TV stuff during the day. I stole away time from the family at the end of my day. So here everyone's coming in from work, coming in from school, and I'm supposed to be spending quality time with them. I, I did do cooking and everything else if I was home because that's the kind of guy I am. I just, I didn't mind, you know, doing that because I was already home, I'm doing that. My wife's coming in uh, from her teaching job. So I, I decided, all right, let me make sure that there's some food ready and, and stuff ready. I pick up the kids from school so they don't have to ride the bus uh, back then. Now they're, you know, in their, I got kids 20 and 22, so <laughs> we're not doing the bus anymore. <laughs> now they're doing their own jobs. But that was some of the things I had to plan in my day. So if I'm thinking about that, 
then that's time period that I will have to split my time with the family. Therefore, I'm not going to be 100% locked in to what I needed to do for my business. So peripherally, I know that I can't do, uh, at that time I used to do a lot of webinars and I still do actually, I still do a lot of webinars. So uh, I knew that my time for my webinar had to end before I need to leave the house to do school and pick up my kids. So I, I had to plan that within my day. So that's the, the mindset is you have to think ahead future wise to make sure that you're planning for each and every aspect of your day so that you get to really spend the time with your family the that's probably the reason that you decided to do business for yourself or i should say uh, underlining reason if not the flat out direct reason why you wanted to do this for yourself and be your own boss so i had to really think about that so uh, first foremost, I'm doing a little bit of time for myself. This is kind of a recap. And then after that, I'm thinking about what is going to make me money today or is this money or that I've already did and I need to invoice. I'm going to do that first and foremost. And then the next thing I am going to tell you is uh, you could plan your networking, uh, plan your, your projects your future projects, your current projects, set a timer for that. So, you know, I'm going to do this for an hour and a half. When the timer goes off, I'm going to switch to the next project because it's only one of you and however many clients you have, they are all going to need a little time, a little bit of rotation. And then the last aspect of my day, uh, whenever I got around to that, the, the, the final portion of my day was setting up the next day or the next week. So if I actually needed to set up something special for the next week, I was doing that uh, towards Thursday and Friday of my week. If it was for the next day, uh, then that's the last thing that I'm, I'm doing. So I would kind of um, check my email one more time to see if there's any follow-up uh, from emails I did earlier. And make sure that I'm, I'm caught up with that. And then I'm setting up for the next day. So some of the tasks throughout the day, I haven't talked about that. Some of the tasks that I do throughout the day is going to be social media. And again, <laughs> the timer, that's not the tip of the week, but it is a running theme. I'm setting a timer, so I'm not going to be on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or any of the other social media too long, because if I am, I'm going to get into a rabbit hole and the rest of my day is going to be lampooned and you don't want that to happen. So yeah, I'm setting my timer. I get that stuff done. And then after I do my posts or do whatever I need to do with the social media, timer goes off. I'm switching to the next thing. Uh, some people do uh, actual break in between, like a mini break in between one task to the next to do like a, a mind dump, if you will. So flushing out the thoughts and then let's go through the next thing. Let me flush out the thoughts. Let's do the next thing. The timer went off. Uh, so that's that's fine if you need to do that just set a timer for that too you know hey i'm gonna i finished one thing the timer went off let's go to the next thing let's do my mind dump let me set that timer for 15 minutes set that timer for 20 minutes and then i'm going to just clear the brain i might go for a walk i might do something else if you're a uh, exerciser, you hit your bike and go, you know, drive around or ride around, I should say. Uh, that's really good. I remember doing that. I would uh, stop uh, and then make that time to walk around the block a little and get out and, and see things because 
Unfortunately, our type of business, if you're not actually working in the field and you're stuck at home, then you're going to be sedentary. So the sedentary lifestyle is going to hurt you too. So uh, that might be something you should be putting into your calendar where you're going to physically uh, say, all right, from this time to this time, this is when I have to do my next thing. So that's the, uh, that is the thought process. So that's my, my routine, my daily routine of how I do things. So when we come back, we are going to do the tip of the week. Hi everybody, Todd Conklin. I know lots of you get your information while you drive down the road or sit on planes or sit in meetings and look interested. And now you should know that three of my books are available for your listening pleasure on Audible. With the help of Jay Allen and Safety FM, we've produced three of the books, Workplace Fatalities, The Five Principles of Human Performance, and my very first book, Simple Revolutionary Acts, and they're available now where you get audiobooks. Welcome back. And this week's tip of the week is to use your calendar. We're going to keep up the topic of your actual daily routine. Use your calendar. Use your timer feature on your calendar. And I'm talking about your phone calendar or any... Actually, I've used a physical calendar, too, to tell you the truth. But uh, you want to make sure that you're going to schedule in exactly your activities. Because if it's not scheduled, it's not going to happen. So you want to write right into that calendar follow-up call with this guy or follow-up meeting with this lady and you're going to write that in and uh, give it the time from start to finish you might want to add a little extra time within there so you're not going to have things back to back and uh, you want to keep your calendar as user-friendly as possible write notes in there uh, if you want to record different things from your meetings put that all in there too so you, you have it all together in one place. And another thing, I'm going to add a twofer for this tip, is get yourself a dry erase board with the marker and the eraser and hook yourself up so that you could physically write down the things that you're going to do that day in case you have a memory lapse as to what needs to be done. Then you could actually write it down. You can write it down and, and create their calendar out of that. And it feels really good when you can start erasing off the things that you've done. So even today, I wrote that I wanted to record a podcast and I just could erase it as soon as I get done here. So it looks accomplished. So by the end of the day, there may be one or two things left on your board. That's fine, too. Uh, or your board may be completely empty, ready for tomorrow. That's even better, right? So once you do that, the physical dry erase board is you know, non-technical as that sounds, writing something out is also going to do something with your brain. It's going to do a neural connection with your brain so that now it makes a little bit more real the task that you got to do. So uh, go ahead and do that. It's, you know, very, very low tech, but it's going to make a difference in your direction of your business. And it's going to make you feel good when you can scratch off those accomplishments little by little. So I just want to thank you for this week. I want to thank everybody for listening and 
giving me the subscriptions, giving you the likes. Can't thumb up on a podcast, I don't think so. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast, uh, whatever you're listening to us on, if it's uh, or us listening to me on, <laughs> if it's actual uh, your iTunes or Stitcher or Google has a podcast feature now, an actual Google podcast app, which is pretty cool. And uh, we're on that too. Or I'm on that too. Uh, that's one of the things I have to stop doing. I have to stop doing we. It's me. So I am on that too. So go ahead and um, subscribe. And whenever there's a new podcast, we're going to get a notification right away that there is a new podcast because I'm actually going to start doing minis soon. Uh, so you'll have the regular Monday show, but sometime throughout the week, and it's not going to be every week, it's just going to be if something comes up, I'm going to do a mini episode just to get these thoughts out of my head. Something's come up. So uh, that's a good way to make sure that you know if there's a mini coming up that is going to be outside of our Mondays. So uh, that's just the tip of the week. And thank you. So enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you next week. This podcast is being sponsored by SafetyConsultantBlueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.